20 verse number 3 says the lord remembers all my offerings if you forget if your family forgets what you gave the lord remembers everything that you have given and he is giving compound interest to give you excellent return that you will not get it from anybody that's why i always say giving to god is not a liability it is an asset amen it's the best investment so tithing and offering when it comes to offering let me give you the awareness there are so many types of offering the bible talks about the first fruits that's tithe first fruits and tithes and offering seed sowing then comes alms giving there are so many types of offering first fruits is like when you get your first time bonus first time uh, increase first time profit you're honoring god that's what the bible talks about when you say in the book of exodus and leviticus and then when you when you study further you see there is a very powerful concept of seed sowing because throughout the bible we see it's the parable of all parables it works in the in the in the fashion of seed time and harvest time what you sow is what you reap the bible says in the book of galatians 6 what you sow so as long as heaven and earth is there there shall be seed time and harvest time god said in the book of genesis so what is the seed time so if you want your harvest what you must do first you must sow the seed so giving your offering in the form of first fruits sowing the seed that is sowing that is seed time when you are giving it is seed time your harvest time is getting ready without seed time there cannot be harvest time so make use of that principle it is very powerful seed time and harvest time very very powerful whatever you have the need that you have that you want to buy something convert your need into a seed take your need make it a seed into the kingdom of god and you see the harvest come amen your salary cannot make you rich your profits your income your returns cannot make you rich but the seed shall not fail the seed that you sow guarantees the harvest amen there is one way to prosperity that is by giving to god because god is not a debtor to any man amen glory be to god the fourth principle after tithing and offering is now that you have given to god you must give to yourself hear me now that you have given to god you must give to yourself what do i mean that means you must save money i see so many believers as a pastor i have experienced this they give to god believers who have been giving to god but not having all sufficiency living in debt living in credit why because they have not followed this principle of saving they don't save they spend every last rupee every last dollar you must save after giving to god the second thing that you do with your money is you save the leftover is what you spend so you must save because the bible says in the book of proverbs that a wise man saves towards his 
future. That means the one who does not save. It means we are unwise, isn't it? It means we are being foolish. A wise man saves towards his future. And in the book of Proverbs, it says, by saving little by little, you grow richer, you increase. That's the same principle in the, in the book of uh, uh, Genesis. The Bible says, Isaac became richer and richer by day. It was a process. It was not overnight. He became richer. When he began to handle his money well, when he began to give to God, when he began to save, he became richer and richer. So when you save little by little, you might say, I don't have money to save, but make it a commitment to first save, then spend. When you're making this decision to save, God will honor your decision because you're obeying God. As an act of obedience to God, save towards your future. Save, not believing that your savings is going to prosper you. It is God who's going to prosper you. You have trusted and obeyed the word of God because you have obeyed the word of God. You will see its benefit. Amen. So save towards your future. That's the Fourth principle, very important principle. The fifth principle that I want to share with all of you is swing the sickle. Amen? Swing the sickle. Some of you who have heard my message, swing the sickle, you know, for the others who are listening for the first time, it, it may be sounding like, what is this? Swing the sickle. Every principle that I am teaching you this morning, all by itself, each principle can be a one whole sermon. For the lack of time to give you the gist of it, I'm trying to sum, uh, sum up all the seven principles and give it to you. But each of them, you can go back to my messages and listen to them. You will get deeper understanding and deeper revelation of the subject. The fifth principle that I'm talking about, swing the sickle. In the book of Mark, chapter 4, where it says, when you sow the seed, it will grow. It has its steps and process to grow. First the corn, then the ear. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. So there is a process. There's a, there's a progressive way the seed grows. Once the harvest is ready, in the book of Mark, chapter 4, it says at the end of the world, chapter, once the harvest is ready, it says, you must put the sickle. Put the sickle. The harvest is not going to jump into your wagon. It's not going to jump into your hands. You must put the sickle. When I read that uh, scripture, that's when I gave this title to my message when I taught in the church, Swing the Sickle. So you must put the sickle and cut the harvest. So what do I mean swing the sickle? Now how do you put the sickle? How do you cut the harvest? I got this revelation because the Bible says in Hebrews 4 uh, uh, that the word of God, 4 to the word of God is alive. The word of God is active. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. That means God's word is the sword. So when you swing the sickle, that means you have to put the sword, you have to put the knife to your harvest. Now that you've given your tithing, seed sowing, you've been following God's word. Now how you are going to 
take your harvest the way you are going to take your harvest is by sending the word the word of god is the sword every day the bible says in jeremiah very beautiful my favorite scripture it says that he who has my word let him speak faithfully faithfully don't say how many times should i confess how many times should i say faithfully a faithful man shall abound in blessing says the word of god abound in blessing by speaking faithfully you must speak mark chapter 11 verse 23 says you must have you shall have what you say so say what you must say wealth and riches are in my house there is much treasure in the house of righteous blessings are on the head of righteous the blessing of the lord has made me rich amen confess the bible says he gives you the power to make wealth deuteronomy 8:18 he gives power to make wealth he has given the power to make wealth ephesians 120 says he has given the same power that rose jesus from dead now this power is in you how do you manifest the power by acknowledging every good thing which is in you by acknowledging that christ has already made you rich philemon chapter 1 verse number 6 acknowledge how do you acknowledge by speaking by confessing confess the word of god that is how you put the sickle every day diligently take the scriptures on financial prosperity take the scriptures which has become a revelation for you don't say from top of your head say from the bottom of your heart the bible says you must believe and you must say second corinthians 4:13 says we have believed therefore we have spoken you must believe then you must speak so swing the sickle by speaking swing the sickle by sending that word the bible says when you speak the word you're sending the ministering angels in the book of hebrews it says you're sending the ministering angels to go and get the harvest when you speak the word in hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says jesus is our apostle and high priest of your confession when you speak jesus is the high priest when you confess jesus is there to administer what you spoke so when you speak he is the one the high priest in the most holy place when you are praying when you are confessing you are in the midst of your high priest and say what the word says about your prosperity don't say i am in lack don't say i don't know how i'm going to clear this debt don't say how am i going to pay this bills i don't know what's going to happen to my future all these things are contrary to god's word don't say what it looks like say what the word says continue to say continue to confess continue to believe that's exactly how god created the world when god saw dark, darkness he did not confess darkness he said let there be light in hebrews 11:3 it says the world was created by the power of his word he spoke and came into existence all things it says in second peter he spoke this is how god works god releases his faith by speaking in mark 11:22 jesus said have 
the faith of God. And Galatians 2.20 says, we have the faith of the Son. We have the faith of the Son. That means we have the measure of faith. We have the measure of faith, Romans 12.3. So when we have the measure of faith, how do we release that faith? We release that faith by spirit. Speaking just like God. We are children of God. We are born of God. We speak like God. Ephesians 5.1 says we are imitators of God. We imitate God. We speak into a dead situation. We speak to dry bones. We speak to debts. We speak to our dry bank balance. We speak to every credit that we have. We speak and we call forth things into existence. Pastor Abraham has taken a beautiful message. Speak his word and get his results. Don't forget to go back and listen to that to get deeper understanding on this. Speak his word. Speak his word. Confess his word. When you confess winds and waves, mountains and demons, fig tree, your money, the assets, your, your sickness, everything shall obey the voice of God. Amen? Voice of God. The word of God is the most powerful weapon against the enemy. Speak the word. When you speak the word, you are swinging the sickle. Amen? Glory be to God. The next principle that I want to share with all of you is financial stewardship. That is the sixth principle, financial stewardship. What do I mean? Being steward mentality, not ownership mentality, not thinking this is my money. I have earned it. I have worked hard for it. I have got it. Don't forget, every good and perfect gift comes from above, says in the book of James. The Bible says it is the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich. It is God who has made you rich. It's nothing to do with our talent, our hard work, our effort. It is a blessing of the Lord. So you are not the owner to that money. You are a steward of that money. Being a steward of that money, you must know that you are the manager of that money. So you must handle the accounts with integrity, with accountability, with reliability that God has placed on you. So when you are handling that money, ensure that you give to God, you save towards yourself, you don't have unnecessary spending, just don't go uh, having spendthrift mentality, don't spend on depreciating values, don't buy credit, don't buy loans to get into, buy some fancy car because that's the new ad or buy some fancy thing because that's the ad that is motivating you. No, don't spend it like that. Don't spend it on ungodly things. Spend it in the way God wants it to. Give it where God wants it to. That money is not yours. Say, God, this is your money. I want to spend it. I want to do with it what you want me to do. I am your manager. I am the steward. What you want me to do with this? Have this mentality. Know that God has given you power to make wealth. God gave you power. Why? Not to live in selfishness and in greed. God gave you power. 
God gave you this money so that you can be a blessing. That is the covenant. The covenant says you shall be a blessing to the world. So your money, the, the book, the, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 8, God is able to give you all grace, abound you with all grace so that you may have all sufficiency in all things. God will give you grace to have all sufficiency in all things. For what? So that you may abound in every good work. So you must be a financial steward. So that you may abound into good work. Good work of the gospel. You may abound to proclaim the name of Jesus. Abound to build charity homes. Abound what God wants you to do. Abound what God wants you to do to your country, to your society, to your family, to your relatives. To the people that God guides you to. Amen. So have financial steward mentality it is very very important when i say financial stewardship god jesus gave this beautiful principle in the book of uh, luke chapter 16 verse number 10 for the lack of time i'm not going into the scriptures uh, you can write it down and do it in your personal study read them jesus taught about this parable where he says uh, a person who was unfaithful to his master very beautiful uh, uh, statement, Luke 16, 10. It says, the one who is unfaithful to an unrighteous mammon, how shall he be trusted with true riches? The Bible says, financial stewardship is, God sees if you're faithful with the money. Today, if you can handle your 10,000 rupees. Today, if you can handle your 1 lakh rupees. God says how you will handle the multi-millions that is going to come in future. And the one who's faithful with little shall be faithful with much. God shall make him the ruler over much, the Bible says. God sees money, mammon means money. I taught you last Sunday. The spirit that works behind it. So money is mammon. The, Jesus said the one who is faithful in the least, that is in the kingdom of God, handling money is the least that Jesus said. The way you handle money, the way you handle the money of your company, the way you handle the money of your ministry, the way you handle your own income, your own profit, your own salary, the way you handle your money is the least in the kingdom of God. Jesus said it's unrighteous mammon. The one who does not handle it properly, he cannot be trusted with true riches. That's what the Bible says. One who's not faithful in giving, because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. The one who's not faithful in his tithing, one who's not faithful with handling his money God is not going to trust him God loves him but is not going to trust him with true riches that's what happened to Judas Judas was the treasurer with Jesus and Judas failed in the least he still he was stealing from the treasury of Jesus that's what the Bible says then he not only uh, lost the money he lost Jesus, the precious treasure, Jesus Christ's eternal salvation he lost. That's why it's so important. The one who's not giving to God, the one who's not faithful in handling money, that means he's unfaithful in the least. So it's so important that we have proper financial stewardship 
mentality and be faithful with our finances. Glory be to God. So it's very important that we are faithful when you take money with from someone. Be accountable even if it is least, it is just one dollar, ten rupees. Give account to that person. Not because you are afraid or not because of your, your, you are trying to get good name from the people. It's because you are obedient to God's word. You want to show to God, God, I want to be right. I want to be faithful in the least. Amen. Be faithful in the least. Because when you are not faithful in the least, you might say, Pastor, there are so many people who are not faithful in the least, but they are rich. Yes, I taught you last Sunday. Psalm 73 says, the one who is not faithful through corruption, through bribery, through illegal money, through drug dealing, through a lot of ungodly ways, a person may become rich. But that money is worldly money. It is not true riches. It is not the blessing. It has no blessing with it. So when you are faithful, when you're faithful in the least, so handling money is the least thing. God counts it in his kingdom. So from today, make this your commitment to handle your money as a steward, not as an owner and be faithful to God. And you see how God is going to increase you, raise you, to the higher position because promotion does not come from east or west it comes from the lord amen